0: Welcome to Life Unedited. This is your lifestyle guide to living a life that aligns solely with you. I am your host, Tabitha Sweeney, a coach and inspirational speaker who is all about authenticity, friendly sass, and helping you unlock your best self. Welcome back, you guys. How we doing? All right. So, I've got, I've got some stuff to share with you today. This is going to be a combination episode of some personal and some coaching. And it's going to kind of um, really intertwine today. So I hope you can take something out of this. I hope you can take something away from this. And I do want to say that you may be triggered in this episode. I am going to talk about abuse. I. And I'm going to talk about some really difficult things. So if you are finding yourself in a place that's feeling slightly vulnerable today, this might not be the day to listen to this, okay? And that, that's okay. I want you to know that that's okay. You can always bookmark this and come back to it later. Um, But these are kind of things I feel like I need to bring up and I need to talk about for a moment. So here we go. When I very first met my ex-husband, he often told me how he was so drawn to my confidence. We met in the gym, okay? I used to go to the gym after work. We met in the gym. At that time, I was working corporate. So I would come in. I was dressed in corporate business Attire or casual, business casual, right? Heels, skirts, shirts. Um, I worked in an office that required us to be dressed to the nines all the time. And he would always say, he's like, you walked in and you had this like cockiness about you. Like this like confidence that just, you knew who you were and you knew what you were looking for. And you didn't give a fuck about anyone else. And when I think back to that point in my life, that was very much where I was. I was extremely confident. I knew exactly what I wanted, who I was, where my life was going. I knew all of it. I was already working on transforming into a more transparent version of myself. I'm making sure that I was always genuine. I worked in an office where there was a lot of backstabbing, a lot of it was a, it was a a lot of women and there was a lot of um a lot of insincerity, a lot of manipulation. It wa- it was not a healthy work environment. In I will say that. And I really completely found that in that environment, I learned who I did not want to be, what kind of person I did not want to be. This was at the same time that I had just turned 25. And I walked away from a core group of friends that I had had for years, one of which included a man who had held my heart for well over 10 years. He was the one that I always thought I would end up with. He was the one that essentially got away, right? He got away because I didn't have the balls to tell him how I really felt. I may have alluded at times, but I, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't actually jump in and say it, right? Like I wouldn't, I never actually came out and said, listen, pick me. You won't regret it. Never said it. But he was the one that I compared everyone else to. He was the one that I knew was going to protect me from everything. 25 was the last time I saw him. Well, no, that's a lie. I, I ran into him once since I turned 25. After I turned 25, I decided that it was time to move on and go after the life I wanted and go after the person I wanted to become. And I was very cocky, I was confident, I knew exactly what I wanted in life, and I knew I was going to get it. I knew. At that point, there was not a doubt in my mind that I was going to be the most successful of the five of us grandkids, right? That's me, my brother, and three cousins. And there was never a doubt in my mind. I was going to be the most successful. I was the oldest, and I was going to get what I wanted because, let's face it, Up until that point in my life, I'd always gotten what I wanted. I had manifested every fucking thing I'd ever wanted. I brought to fruition. Unfortunately, when it came to manifesting my husband, I lacked a little bit of communication with the universe. I forgot to say emotionally sound and stable. A genuinely good person. who wanted what was best for me and was going to love me for me. And he always told me over and over again, he told me how much it was, it was my confidence. It was my, the way I walked into the gym. It was the way I was dismissive of other people, that that was what drew him to me. He would tell me that all the time. And while at the same time he told me that, ever so slowly he started taking that confidence away from me. Ever so slowly he started making me really doubt myself, my abilities, the trust I had in myself, the decisions I would make. To the point that we've been divorced for three years, and there are still moments where I sit back and cannot believe how much I allowed him to take from me. And I feel like that's come up a lot this week. This is like a resounding thought that just I I keep ruminating on and I keep coming back to. Because over the past week, Probably a little bit more so, but over the past last week, I have fully stepped into that confidence again. I have fully stepped in, or at least I thought I did, fully stepped in to some of these things. And I can see in the way I'm walking. I can see in the smile on my face. I can feel it deep inside. And there were a few key things that happened this week that really made me sit back and go, fuck. He took everything from me. And this weekend, he was trying to take it back again. So, first of all, earlier in the week, I received a compliment. And I've been working really, really, really hard at accepting compliments, receiving compliments, being open to compliments, which is a wildly uncomfortable thing for me, which is probably actually what made me seem so cocky and arrogant way back in the day because I didn't openly receive compliments. So, as somebody said something nice to me, I was kind of like, mm, okay, and dismissive of them. And I was dismissive of them because I was uncomfortable when in reality, it came across to them like i didn't need their compliment because i was good enough on my own right so earlier this week somebody had given me a compliment and i don't remember what i said i said thank you and then i was like but really and there i go justifying it again but really i'm just like any other girl out there. He came back and he said, stop. Is that what you want to be? Do you want to be like any other girl out there? Fuck. I think you just punched me in the gut. No. I don't. I want to be better. Than every other girl out there and I don't mean that in a I don't I don't mean that and I have to be very careful on how I say this because I don't mean that in like an I'm better than you I'm better than you I deserve more than you I no. I firmly believe that all humans are humans and we all deserve the same when it comes to respect and worthiness and all of that I do not think I am better as a human than anyone. But what I do want, and when I say I want to be better than everyone else, I want to chase self-growth. I want to chase uncomfortable. And I want to help every other woman that I can become the very best versions that they can be figure out who the fuck they are. Right? That's what I mean when I say I want to be better than them. Because let's face it, most people walk around and they can only be bothered by themselves. Right? Another thing that happened this week, and everything's coming back with the same messaging. Another thing that happened this week is Once again, I fell into the too nice trap, and I tried to cancel a date, and I did cancel the date, and then he asked me back out, and then we had a nice conversation, and then he asked me back out, and then I said okay, and then really I should have just never said okay again, right? And my sweet friend in, down in South Carolina had said to me, being nice doesn't suit you. You really have to stop. And I was like completely taken back. Like, being nice doesn't suit me. What the fuck? Cause isn't that we've what we've all been taught? Like it's nice to be nice. Like we should want to be nice. I was like, I don't understand. And he's like, oh, he's like, Well, here's the deal. He's like, You're adorable. And you are so genuine. He's like, But when you're trying to be nice to somebody that you don't actually want to be nice to because they don't deserve the niceness. He's like, it's really uncomfortable. He's like, because it's really clear that you are just being nice out of obligation and it's not genuine. He's like, so honestly, it would be better for everyone if you just genuinely told them to fuck off. Boom. Oh, fuck. Isn't that a thought? Okay. And when I think about the me from 15 years ago, she happily told people to fuck off. Left and right. She didn't have time for anyone's shit. But then she was beat down over the the next 10 years, over and over and over again, to a point where. She became the world's neediest people pleaser. Her attachment anxiety grew so strong that she didn't know who she was if she wasn't codependent on someone else. And finding your way out of codependency and finding your way out of anxious attachment is... really hard. It's really hard. And slowly, that's what I'm doing. And I'm doing it in a very non-traditional sense. And my therapist had actually really commended me the other day that I was doing a really good job that she felt like where I was getting myself to was a point that would work for me. So here's the thing. I currently have several different men in my life who are here in a semi-consistent fashion, I'm not sure if "consistent" is the right word. I feel like it's not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use that word. Okay. So I have two people who are out of town. I have two people who are in town. Each and every one of them has a completely different relationship with me, has completely different boundaries, serves a completely different purpose. Some of them seem like they will serve a longer purpose than others. Some of them have been brought to me because they're most brutal and apparent Honesty is what I need to hear. Some of them have been brought to me because I am here to help heal them while they also simultaneously heal me. Some of them have been brought to me to really challenge me. In, In this process, I have started challenging everything I've ever known, everything I've grown up with religion-wise, everything I've grown up with and thoughts of where my life would be and how it would end up, who I would be with, what my future would look like, what family would look like. I am challenging all of it. And I don't know where I will end up, you guys. I have absolutely no idea. But it's so interesting. Because what I found is when I'm sitting in my confidence, they respond to me very differently than when I'm not. And When I'm not, like yesterday and today, I can feel myself sliding back into the woman who didn't know who she was, who was simply just a shell of herself. Here's the thing, you guys. These men have taught me more than I can even explain. And I am so grateful. I am so grateful. But what I've learned. Is that they have taught me it's okay to stand up for myself. They have taught me it's okay for me to put myself first, and this is the thing. I am currently—I don't know what you call this because it, like, I want to say I, I'm currently in a relationship, but it, it's, it's individual relationships, it's not like a group dynamic, just so we're perfectly clear. And second of all, it is, like I said, I'm taking something very different from each and every one of them. And each and every one of them has a very distinct purpose in my life. One of them specifically is teaching me how to work on my anxious attachment. One of them is teaching me how I should want to be treated. One of them is reminding me over and over again that I should be choosing myself. And that adults, so long as I am open and transparent, I have to allow adults to make their own decisions. And I am not responsible if they get hurt because of the decisions that they chose to make. There's a lot of lessons in here, you guys. But I keep coming back to that confidence I used to feel. And the parts of it that while it's all back, there are simple little parts that are still lacking. And the the simple little parts that are still lacking are the big saying no and the big fuck-offs. Because over the past decade, I then learned to never do those things, to never say no, to never question, to not put myself first. I learned and now I have to unlearn those behaviors to go back to the girl that I was. But this time when I go back to the girl that I was, I'll never be her again because now I have another 15 years of experience under me. And in that experience there was an extremely abusive marriage. And Because of that abuse that I can sit here and challenge everything I ever thought I knew. Between yesterday and today, my heart has been beating so fast. I've been on the verge of tears nonstop. I literally went from having the utmost confidence in the deepest knowing inside of me on Saturday To feeling so uncertain, unsure, and unlovable overnight. And there's one main thread that always brings me back to that uncertainty and the unsureness and the unlovableness. And it's my ex husband, you guys. Every time, over and over again. He did some things this weekend that. Really, we're playing mind games. He's making my life right now an absolute living hell. And I have no choice but to keep going. And I'm hoping that this is one last test from the universe. What I think actually the universe is encouraging me to do is re-embrace that fuck off mentality and to finally get to a point where I can tell him to fuck off. We can't change who we are at the core. I have learned some very deep things about myself. I have learned that I am way more competitive than I ever gave myself credit for. I have learned that I want to win at all costs, but I forgot how. I've learned that I do enjoy holding a certain level of power as I sit in my feminine, and that that is not a bad thing. I have learned to embrace all of the things that I was told my entire life were really, really ugly qualities of my personality. There's moments it's still hard. But the more we can learn to embrace that, The more we can learn to accept ourselves as we are, then we can allow other people to accept us as we are. Does that make sense? We can actually fully be transparent. And the more we become transparent, the more we attract into our life what we actually want. There was a very pivotal moment when everything in online dating changed for me. And do you know what that pivotal moment was? When I finally started acknowledging and saying things out loud that I had not said out loud ever. When I actually started embracing a part of myself that went slightly against the non, the traditional grains. When I said, I, I want to date. I want a connection, but I don't want one person. I want more than one person for right now. I don't know what I will want in the future. But for right now, I want to feel that connection, which is important. I don't just want random sex. I don't want a life filled of one-night stands. But I'm not ready to jump in to something that's like, it's me and you. No, not yet. Not yet. When I finally said that out loud and it goes against every single thing I've ever believed and every single thing I've ever said, every single thing that I have ever grew up knowing, when I finally said it, I put it out there, guess what? <sighs> I was able to attract it. So now I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take that same principle and I'm going to apply it in business. I want to be at the top of professional development speakers. I want to stand at the top. I want to stand next to Glennon Doyle, Gabby Bernstein, Brene Brown, Mel Robbins, Tony Robinson, Jenna Kutcher, I want to stand with them. I want to get to know and interview women who are changing history. I want people I've never met to know my name. I want to change lives. I want to travel the world and stand on stages that are packed with 50,000 people because they know that I have the power to help them believe in themselves. I want to live up to my fullest potential and I'm not going to let anyone stop me. I am going to go back and I'm going to embrace that 25-year-old but with all of the wisdom, knowledge, and experience of being 40. I want my kids to have a mother who is so self-assured. She doesn't fucking question anything. And you know what? I want to do it all. And I want to fucking make money. I want to make money. I want to take my kids to Disney World. I want to say, let's go go-karting. Let's go, miniature, let's go play miniature golf. Let's go on vacation. Let's go to the Columbus Zoo, which is something that's been on our, our bucket list. I want to be able to spend and do all of the things that I want with my children. And I deserve to. And that 25-year-old girl, she fucking knew what she deserved. She knew what she was worth. She made a lot of really hard decisions and walked away from people she dearly fucking loved. To go after what she deserved. 40-year-old me has a lot to learn from 25-year-old me. 25-year-old me wasn't plagued with second second guessing yet or second doubt. 25-year-old me, I very distinctly remember having a power that I was so ashamed of in my early 20s. And I'm going to share it with you right now. And um, I'm learning to re-embrace it. This time I'm learning to re-embrace it, to use it in ways that will benefit me and benefit the world. But back then, see, because this is the thing, like, wait, right? like, when we recognize power, when we get a new skill set, we have to practice it, right? Like, you can't just absorb a new skill set and then you're not just perfect at it. So back then when I, re- when I recognized the power I had as a female, so embarrassing to even talk about but I know that some of you can relate to this and if you can I want to know you guys start a conversation with me I had this power to make men do whatever I wanted I held all the cards and I held all the power and I thank God that the men that I practiced and flaunted this with were good men who never took things into their own hands to take the power away from me But I knew that I had this power, and I remember distinctly I will never forget sitting in a in an apartment d one's apartment I'll never I'll never forget. He had moved into a brand new apartment. We were in Florida. I was 24, maybe 23, 24, living in Florida, and he moved into this gorgeous new apartment. And we were—I remember—we were talking about Thanksgiving coming up and what I was going to do. Am I going home? Am I staying here? You know, planning friendsgiving, this and that. And um, we watched a movie. We started making out, and I remember. It, it moving a little bit further. They loved to tease because there's power in being the one who's teasing, right? Like, let's be real. There's power in that. And I remember just as he was about, like, just as things were about to, like, go to the next level of, like, all the way, just as he was about to be like, yeah, this is really happening. I remember standing up and being like, all right, giving him a kiss on the cheek and being like, I got to go. I'll see you later. And just like that, out the door, I had nowhere to be. I had nowhere to be. It was just the power that I held knowing that I was walking away When he wanted me. And for a really long time, I was really embarrassed by that power. I was really embarrassed and I was started believing that that power was wrong, that it was bad, that I was a bad person. And I can tell you that all of that came from my ex-husband But do you know what happened as as I, I started to lose that power as I let that power slip away as I gave it up? I also gave up the ability for me to say no because I started believing that if I said no i was I was a bad person. If I didn't give people what they wanted, I was a bad person. That's how far manipulated these thoughts had had gone. I want to go back to holding the power. I want to go back to being able to stand up and just walk away and smile and know that when I call you later, you're still going to pick up the phone. And these men in my life right now are helping me relearn that because they are reminding me that they are making their decisions, that I am not responsible for the decisions they make and I am not responsible if they get hurt. I am only supposed to be looking out for my happiness. I have fully stepped into the woman I am becoming. It's taken three years. Three years of knowing, two years of knowing she's like right there, but like not being able to grab her, like not being able to like feel her. And now I'm like, I'm there. I'm in it. I'm her. Everything is about to change. Everything already has changed. Power has already returned. I just have to fine-tune it. Power lies in knowing exactly who you are and what you want. I know those things. Guys, this is a heavy, 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 heavy episode. And it took a way different turn than I expected in my head that I was going to talk about. and. I feel like I've been talking at you for like 6 hours. I mean, it's been 36 minutes, but it feels like it's been like hours. We all deserve to find our power. We all deserve to hold our power. And we all need to know that without our power, we will never, ever reach our full potential because the bottom line is I want to change lives. Yes, I want to make money in the process. Yes, I want to make a lot of money, okay? I want to live an amazing life, but I also want to make enough money that I can create brand new things in this community. That I can give back in ways I can only dream of giving back right now. I can only do so much good with limited resources, but the more resources I have, the more money I make, the more good I can do. And living a good life while I do it. Doesn't make me a hypocrite or a bad person. So today I am sitting here and I am opening up fully to the universe. I am trusting resoundly. I am giving her all of my anxiety back because I don't want to carry it. And I am here for every single thing that she is going to provide to me. And I am going to let her plan it on her time. And all I am going to do is follow the nudge. Because the one thing I am going to do is change a fuck ton of lives. Help erase a shit ton of anxiety. Build an army of confident women and truly change it. So, you guys, I am glad you're on this fucking journey with me because it's big and it's scary. But whatever we're kicking off in season two, whatever is about to come, coming full force. Right now, I'm putting out into the universe that I will take five, five one-on-one coaching clients and that is it. I will not take any more. Five one-on-one coaching clients who want to level up their life, who want to get super raw and super vulnerable and change the course of where they are. And I am going to start speaking. You are going to start seeing me everywhere. So I hope you're ready for it because I'm ready for it. On that note, you guys, go out and have a good day. Do something good. Enjoy the sun. Take care of you and put yourself first.